These membrane suppliers are burning cash, they're doing it fast, and it's good news, except for one, which I'll reveal at the end. Look at these numbers. Aquaporin lost $10.6 million in 2019. 20.3 million in 2020, another 20.1 in 2021, and a mere 16.1 million in 2022. Over four years, they're in the red for $67.1 million. That's a lot of money, boss. Same story with Annex Filtration, which burned $2.08 million in 2018, 1.79 the next year, then 2.57, 12.9, and 9.22, which, if you let me do the math for you, sums up to $28.56 million. A lot of cash. Over the same period, DMEM burned $12.14 million and Cleantech Water $18.63 million. How can that be good news? Good question. I thought so. Well, if we were talking here of Uber, Amazon, and Tesla. The cool kids, you know. Would you be shocked? Probably not. Yet none of these companies turned in a profit in their first five years, so... That's hypocrisy. That's a double standard. Yes, I know that's survivor bias, but let's look at it differently. The membrane market is quite crowded, with over 1,000 active players fighting over a 4 billion cake. Yet that market is not evenly crowded. Let me roll out my disruptometer. That's technology to me. I appreciate that. When Membranes became mainstream in the 1990s, the concept of membrane itself was disruptive. No one cared you would be able to produce such high-end water. Who needs that? And when desalination was a thing, thermal solutions kept everyone happy. I hate nature. Enters here the cryptosporidium crisis. Depending where you are in the world, it might have been equally instead. But all of a sudden, the capacity of membranes to remove those nasty components from water was praised enough to get enforced by law. As a result, membrane players suddenly had a market they were producing in quantities that enabled scale effects, and in a powerful ripple effect, they established the technology as a legit water treatment. We did it, guys. We found the treasure. <laughs> I'm not making the entire history again, because I've done it several times on that channel. Links in description if you want a reminder. I'm going on a quest, uh, a journey. But you'll see later that this part of the story is important because it might repeat. So let me come back to my disruptometer. The first section of the market that took off was ultrafiltration for clean water, followed by membranes of the same UF pore size applied to wastewater, aka membrane bioreactors or MBRs. If you're trying to make a dent in that section of the market, let's face it, you're a commodity. Really? That sucks. That comes with low margins and incredible competition on price. I'm out of here. I am out of here. I quit. If the four companies we discussed today were in that section, they will need to burn a multiple of the money to get the ball rolling. More, more, more. And honestly, they would simply be dead in the water. Luckily for them, they're not really. Sure, they intend to sell some stuff in the commodity section to reach critical mass, but the real bet is in developing the higher end of my disruptor meter. DMEM and Annex Filtration are into municipal and industrial wastewater reuse. Aquaporin doubles down with the most touchy industrial wastewater applications up to brines and complex food and beverage products, while Cleantech Water looks into mining and oil and gas. These markets can be high rewards with profit margins when you sell a system that can reach the 30-person range. Oh, that's nice. That's nice. So it's no surprise to see more new entrants hunting in those waters. Let me name three more. Membrane and its high-flux ion-exchanging ceramic reverse osmosis membranes. I got it! 
Zwitterco and its Zwitter Ionic Hydrophilic Superfiltration Membranes that never clog or foul or evolve and its graphene-coated spiral-worn membrane that's engineered to have the most homogeneous pore distribution you can dream of. That sounds great, I'll also do that. Do these companies also burn money? No clue. If you see what I mean. None of their CEO openly answered my questions when I asked them on my podcast microphone. And they're not public, so they don't have to publish their yearly results. But if Membrion raised $22 million, Evolve $7 million, and Zvitoko a record-breaking $33 million Series A after a $6 million seed round, let me guess, there's a reason. Now that I've repeated 12 times that these companies burn money, it's maybe time to reveal on what they do it. Come on, we're waiting here. All right, man. They're investing in production capacity, in R&D, in a piloting fleet, and in demonstration plants. Last year alone, Annex Filtration and its 135 employees ran 167 pilots. Yes, you heard that right. They're running more than one pilot per employee, and they even own a more extensive pilot fleet than their employee fleet. Well, what's that? Yeah, I just made up that term. Can you be profitable with that? No, but it's not the intention. All these companies released their business plans prior to IPO or investment rounds, and they all planned to burn cash to establish themselves on the market as fast as possible. Because once you've proved yourself in the membrane world, you're in a good position for lifetime profit. This is interesting, go on. Membranes need to be serviced and replaced over time. And when you're into large industrial accounts, you're also discussing with companies that own more than one site and are eager to standardize their processes from one place to another. Why don't you explain this to me like I'm five? In another simplified nutshell, enter once and profit for a while. Sounds good to me. I bet it does. Here's where my cryptosporidium crisis analogy kicks in. At the end of the disruptor meter, all these players establish themselves a tide of similar magnitude is starting to rise, it's called water scarcity. When states announce they want to 10x their reuse, and when most industrials align themselves for 100% wastewater reuse loops, as Alex Rappaport, the CEO of Code, told me, I've never had to walk into a customer conversation and convince them that doing something more interesting with their water was a good idea. Those days are long gone. It's no longer a question of why shall one reuse its wastewater, but of how to do it. And all these players have unique arguments to get the lion's share over commoditized traditional players. Does this one-to-one -one mean that they will all become the new Xenon or Xflow? Not investment advice, never was, and of course not. But on paper, if you were an early investor of an exfiltration, you've already 10x your investment while the company still burns money and didn't break the $9 million yearly turnover mark yet. So imagine if they turn profitable. Oh my god! Jackpot, baby! Bottom line, I guess you can afford to take an informed risk. The question is, how do you inform that risk? Well, one powerful and concrete way to get to know the early stage gems of the water industry, but also key trendsetters, stakeholders, investors, and the creme de la creme of this fast-moving scene is to attend the Blue Tech Forum the 17th and 18th of May in Edinburgh. All the links and information are in the description. Paul and his team were kind enough to create me a coupon code on 2020, which provides you with a 20% discount on checkout when booking your conference seats. That was my first influencer-style call to action. 
vacation. It's an interesting experience. And I'm only doing it because I'm attending myself. I really enjoy Bluetech stack, entrepreneur and trend curation. I got to meet last year at the Bluetech forum with profiles you really don't see anywhere else. So if you want to experience it for yourself, you have until the end of April to use the coupon code Antoine20 and you get 20% discount as simple as that. But what's this company I teased in the opener that's swimming in shallow waters? Well, I wouldn't want to leave you with the impression that burning money is a one-to-one -one guarantee for success. No shit, Sherlock. Indeed, there's one more membrane company for which I'd see these losses as rather bad news. 3.8 million in the red in 2018, break-even in 2019, and losses of 9.81, 11.1, and 14.2 million over the last three years, Leaktek International has been in the red for nearly $39 million over the past five years. But why would that be bad news for them and not the others? Good question. Oh yeah? Well, first, they're in business for longer, as they were created in the year 2000. More of a problem, their water revenue has been divided by five since 2019, and they laid off 25% of the headcount in 2022. Plus, their technological bet to triple down on silicon carbon membrane and potentially bring it into reverse osmosis waters hasn't paid off yet. Today, they still don't have such a product on the shelf, and the strong tailwind ceramics were experiencing just months ago have been reduced by the new leapfrogs in polymerics and graphene solutions. Is Lictech dead in the waters? Not yet. Their strategic plan for rebound may work, but at a $20 million valuation, they're down by 98% compared to their all-time high and by 96% compared to where they were just two years ago. So Membrane Plus burning money is not a silver bullet. It may or may not be good news. And if you find that's a lame conclusion, Come tell me face to face at Bluetech Forum using the Antoine 20 coupon code and the first beer will be on me. See you next time.